0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking get us talking, get us listening to good music, uh, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we've made the connection. Our topic today is on music making a difference. And we'll be exploring this topic with Larry Long. Larry Long is a singer-songwriter, spoken word poet, educator, activist, and storyteller. He's well traveled across the world, and wherever he goes, he celebrates people and places in song. Welcome, Larry. Welcome be here. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes, we sort of did this show together, so you can welcome me, too. We've, yeah. been, we've been talking about it. So Thanks sort of, for coming in. He's, he's sort of a co-producer <laughs> Thanks of for this coming show. In. So, I, I'm glad I showed up today and, and helping Larry with his show. Uh, and we also have Rick Bernardo, who is a musician, an ethicist <clears throat> teacher, a community advocate, especially and, for health programs.
1: Yeah, and very aware. And what, what's the show again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um
0: yeah. it's Larry's show. Ask Larry. La-
1: Larry Long. And by the way, that was American hymn from his album. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about today, uh, "Run for Freedom." But anyway, <laughs> we also have. A Scotty Harold, Scott Harold, hi, hi. sir, and uh, a CEO of Rock the Cause Records, <laughs> who me. works with Larry and multi generations on multi forms of music and production.
2: Yes, I do. Good morning, everyone. My name is Scott Harold. I'm the CEO and founder of Rock the Cause Records. We are a Minneapolis, St. Paul based record company. We are one of the few full time nonprofit record labels in the world. We are celebrating our 16th year on July 27th. <laughs>
0: I that mean, was me clapping.
2: That makes me a survivor of the music industry. <laughs> yes.
0: And you also do other work with, <laughs> I do other with, work, with yes. kids that I just love.
2: Yeah, I do a lot of work with uh, underserved and marginalized populations of youth. But really, Rock the Cause Records exists to give voice um, to the to the underserved and the undervoiced and, and give those artists that uh, the major labels or the major independents might not necessarily give a voice to. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the things that I'll be back to talk to you about... just relaunched, well, didn't relaunch, relaunch is not a good word. We just launched a new imprint called Afro World, which will celebrate Afrocentric and indigenous sounds around the world. But I'm here today with my good friend Larry Long to talk about his fantastic new record, Run for Freedom, which I encourage everybody to go out to iTunes, Apple, Amazon, wherever you listen to music and discover Larry Long, Run for Freedom.
0: I re-listened to every song yesterday afternoon. Did you? And I I fell in love with them in a different way. I mean, the first time I listened to it you know it's like this is really good the second time you fall in love yes absolutely Yeah, it felt okay yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. I I love that you know I love that song it's a a, I do have a favorite a a favorite that is my favorite I have to say although the other ones are so important but that one is just a fun song about being in love and falling in love that I just am very charmed by because I feel okay <laughs> <laughs> so let, Minnesotan,
1: and let me just chime in. I've heard it a number of times yeah. now. I hadn't heard that album before. Yeah. I've heard Larry's music, but the production is so lusciously beautiful. It's it's um, it's not too anything, and it's just perfect. It's not too busy. It's not too. You've got other musicians, uh, stellar with you that chime in Claudia just the right place. Schmidt
3: singing and, uh, oh, and Billy it, Peterson on bass, and Peter Stuschko.
1: I saw that, and I saw Prudence Johnson. Right, uh, Uh, Ginger Commodore. I saw her. I saw her. Well, I heard her. I didn't see her. Yeah. (sighs) Thanks. It's
0: good stuff. It's a classic album of working class ballads and social justice anthems, and it is available now on all digital platforms worldwide. And Larry Long has done this in association. So tell me about what that means, your partnership.
2: Well, you know, Larry, and I'll let Larry speak to this too, you know, Larry and I have worked on a number of projects. I mean, we're five or six projects deep now. And and the first project that we ever did together was a song called um, No More Pipeline Blues, which features um, the voices of indigenous women along with Bonnie Raitt, Indigo Girls, etc. But Larry and I, we really started looking at Larry's catalog of music. And to me, Larry's one of those troubadours, those, those, last living great folk musicians that's out there and his music should be shared with the world and it should be cataloged and you know over the years larry's been with you know a a number of much bigger labels than mine you know um you know he's been with concord music and um smithsonian etc but this is really what i'm trying to do with this is archive Larry's music and make sure that it's available for future generations because Larry's one of those guys that, you know, in, in the realm of folk music, Larry wasn't always out in a tour bus going from concert hall, concert hall, talking about community organizing. Larry was in the back of a bus on his way from city to city doing Community organizing, doing it, you know, with that same spirit of Pete Seeger and Joan Baez and and Woody Guthrie. So um, yeah, that's and you know and the, and the partnership is really it's Rock the Cause Records in association with Larry Long Music, which is Larry's music company, because it's important for Larry to have um, that identity out there as well that sure. he also has his own music company. So it's a partnership.
0: Uh, I, you bring up Smithsonian, and I love this quote um, from the Smithsonian mm-hmm. Folkways. Uh, Telling the stories of hardworking people in a way that highlights the courage, deep personal experiences, and heroism found in their lives is a tradition for which Woody Guthrie is famous and for which Larry Long continues. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your music company. You know the Larry Long that you want to make sure you know is out there. You're
3: looking at it. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I I understand what it's like to be a one
0: woman show in terms of I ran a business of my own for 15 years and it it, it did get a little schizophrenic at times. But you know I had some management issues Mm -hmm. I had to deal with with myself. But all good. (laughs) (laughs) You you just have to give a talking to every once in a while and then inspire in other times and. Work hard for the boss, me. Yes,
2: you do that too. Yes, that's that's the major personnel issue when you, yes. you know when you're the person rowing the boat, yes. is making yes. sure that you show up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? That's
0: why I, I guess Larry's happy that we all did show up yeah. today. <laughs> uh, but with that, um, you have been doing this for many years. Um, tell me about the American hymn that we heard at the beginning of this and why that, that song is particularly important to you and, and what it comes out of.
3: Well, Woody Guthrie wrote This Land is Your Land as a response to Irving Berlin's uh, song, God Bless America. Mm-hmm. And in, in many ways, I wrote the American hymn in response to both those songs, mm-hmm. in response to Woody's song. I just wanted to make a, make a different sort of statement or question about whose,
0: whose land is it?
3: Whose land this is and also a relationship, you know, to the land to give acknowledgement to the to both the new immigrants and the indigenous populations. So it was it was my reflection on the love of of this place where I was born.
0: Tell me about some of the um folks that you wanted to highlight in this song and why they were important, why you chose um, who you have show up in this song. You have a variety of immigrants. You have the Iron Range.
3: Uh, right, uh, right, t- right. T- tell me about that. Well, I mean, it's it's our country. It's our place. So I was trying to actually identify cities and and regions that's part of the United States of America, mm-hmm. you know, that we call home, um, there's a little bit of humor in there, too, uh, on the verse that we just played. Actually, it was the second verse that opened the show. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, there's a bit of bantering between between cattle, cattle ranchers and sheep herders. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sheep
3: herders. The sheep eat the grass
0: right from the right. roots, and the ranchers and never so like that. Yeah, there's a line called
3: uh, Cowboy Blues Mutton Stew, <laughs> California Sun. Uh-huh. Uh, that's... Uh, Kind of a humorous yeah.
0: uh, reference that, reference that, that some that will only pick up.
3: A few people get.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So, as you started your journey in the '80s, right? This is '70s, '70s, late '70s. Because we'll we'll talk. Okay, mid '70s. Early '70s. There we go. So you were right after the '60s. uh, You entered the world of the '70s, and I know by '78 we're going to be talking about this in um, our next piece: uh, the support for farmers and and your relationship in DC and all of that. Um tell me about your, you're working on your memoir right now. Right, I am. And and I think we've had some conversations where there's a sense of trajectory that you see, there's a sense of storyline, um, pulling it all together. T- tell me about the then and now, you know, the, the trajectory that you see.
3: Um, I, mean, I have a very large archives mm-hmm. You know, I've written over a, a thousand songs with communities all over the United States through a program, Elder Wisdom Children's Song and my archives have been accepted by the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, by the Anderson Library, and um, on my 75th birthday, there's going to be a big celebration of this work. And so everything, all these, all these digital interviews with elders from all over the United States are going to be celebrated within these archives. And so I'm trying to pull all of this together right now and then also... I'm writing a memoir, um, I mean, it's not so much about me, it's about the people who've impacted my life, and the, and the organizing work that I've done that not many people know about. Because mm-hmm. when you're successful at organizing, you become relatively anonymous. And that mm. runs contrary to the dominant culture of an artist, because <laughs> we're supposed to exploit our names and exploit mm-hmm. what we do in order to make money. In order to become well known and sell lots of records. But the work of a troubadour is, is the opposite of that. You really are trying to give voice to the people so their voices are heard and seen.
0: And the cause, the cause is heard.
3: Yeah, I mean, the cause has come out of core values, mm-hmm. which is really empathy and love and compassion. And so therefore, you know, one, it doesn't matter who you are if it's your next door neighbor in need of your help, if you're a good neighbor, you're gonna help them out. Mm-hmm. And and that becomes, quote, the cause. But mm-hmm. but it's not, it's just simply being a good person and being a good community person and doing what you can to help others, so. But song connects people. You know, song creates
0: a different kind of awareness. It, hopefully in the work of a troubadour inspires the goodness and reaffirms that the goodness is a good thing to do or
3: i mean songs are are a spiritual entity Mm -hmm. that celebrate the physical realities that we live in and so you know you can't can't reach and hold on to a song you can listen to it but it's a it comes from being from the spirit of the self and Mm -hmm. most songwriters will tell you they don't know where the melodies come from, <laughs> you just somehow catch them or, or you make yourself available to them and when one is involved with communities and, and those that are struggling for a basic livelihood, uh, the spirit of those people begins to emerge and uh, and you're able to catch those, those thoughts and those spirits by simply listening. Um, and honoring the, the you know the dignity of, of ordinary people. If that makes sense, it does make yeah. sense,
0: and it does. It, it requires, I think, the empathy to create that connection before the song can even be written or or given to you. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe the the spirit of just being with someone allows mm-hmm. that 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 sensibility of what the music can be.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it comes from somewhere. <laughs> I mean, American Ham was written because of my love of, of this place that I call mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. And, the, and the people that have been so uh, so gracious and opened their homes up to us. Because when I was traveling around the country, uh, I mean, I hopped freight trains and I hitchhiked and I did all that stuff. Um, and I was brought into people's homes by the good graces uh, I traveled around the country with a fiddle player named Fiddlin' Pete, and we uh, and we were taken in by people all over this country. Like in Winfield, Kansas, we stayed with Fred and Ruby Haynes for three months, and then we were down in, you know, in Oklahoma and taken in. And uh, so it's it's really the songs are a way to re to give thanks to these people who've been so generous to us.
0: And so they become a Thanksgiving. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> allowing that that um, that special connection of America and the 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 roots of the of mm. of the culture and the values from place to place. And not
3: in an abstract way, it's very personal. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's faces and names behind all the lyrics that I see. So it's not an abstract. It's not writing for, but really celebrating with, Mm -hmm. yeah, others.
0: And my friend Scotty Harold, CEO of Rock the Cause, (laughs) you're seeing this also as a way, as you said earlier, um, to hold on to some of this history in a special way that allows the next generation to celebrate it as well.
2: Absolutely, you, you know it, the old saying that everything old is new again, mm-hmm. and you know for it, true. I mean, for me, young, you, you, we live in a time where uh, something will happen, a world event will happen, something shocking will happen, or uh, uh, we'll discover a, a piece of art or music, and we're like, oh my gosh, that's that's so new. Have you heard that? Nothing is new under the sun, mm-hmm. but it's how you rediscover it, how you understand the history behind the discovery and how you understand what's happening in the moment and, and how it got here. You know, something I work with my students with all the time. I I say, you know, you think certain incidents are isolated that we have certain isolated incidents on a trajectory of time. Nothing's isolated. It's all connected. There is depth to all of this that connects from one generation to one timeline to the next. And it's very important for me that audiences that we bring music to, but especially those that are of the younger generation, to understand that there is more than just this moment. I mean, live in the moment. Live your, live your life, live your moment, have a great time, feel the passion, the creativity. But understand there is depth to this moment and where this moment comes from. And Larry is one of those people that's able to continue to deliver that kind of legacy of a moment in time in music history where social activism and community organizing was very, very important.
3: I mean, this is what brought Scott and I together is because I'm a singer, I'm an educator, organizer, but as an educator, I've worked in schools throughout the United States and around the world in in the same way that... Scott is working with students, so what brought us together uh, are the shared values of intergenerational work. And the reason for the memoir is really it's important, important for everybody to get their stories told and down, uh, because if we don't, um, then what foundation will the next generation have to come up to learn from? Yeah. Um, you know, there's oral history and written history. And what we're doing right now over the radio is oral history. Mm-hmm. But if we transcribe these words that we're speaking now, it becomes written. And therefore, we can select certain points of wisdom mm-hmm. that then can be passed on to those coming up. And I think that's what Scott's talking about.
2: Absolutely. It's heritage. It's the heritage of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's understanding where the roots come from. Is very important, and especially those who are voiceless. I work with a lot of underserved and, and historically marginalized young people every day, and it's important for me to understand, and it's important for them. It's re- especially important for them to understand where the roots of things come from.
0: It's also the appreciation of the oral history that you have. And it's such important um, in terms of the indigenous uh, in our country that that that's how history was passed down. That's how learnings happened. Was understanding the through
3: line of of the oral history. And it's true, mm-hmm. true with the immigrant. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, my roots come out of out of Scotland and um, Ireland, and there's an oral history within those cultures. I mean, the role of the troubadourist. It's actually build bridges, Mm -hmm. you know, between all the different nations of people that call this place home, and and so like the indigenous reality of the original people, the First Nation people here, actually are are very similar to those of the of the indigenous traditions that come out of Ireland and Scotland Mm -hmm. and, and other places, and and we so often divide ourselves self around racial lines, mm-hmm. black, brown, white, mm-hmm. red folk, and and we focus on those racial divisions when, in fact, what we're really talking about is class,
0: economic.
3: Yes. We're talking about economic yes. struggle and and the and you know the poor white communities, uh, the tenant farmers, shared so much in common mm-hmm. with the with the tenant farmers from the African American. Um, you know, communities of the South post slavery. And the Irish with the indentured servants. Exactly. And so, really, it's, it's to draw those bridges or those threads to identify that, you know, you have those, you have the economic class, which is the minority, mm-hmm. dominating the majority of the people, um, essentially oppressing us all. Yeah. And they've been very successful in dividing us around yes. racial lines. So that we don't and, look at the other. <laughs> and that's, and the, Let's yeah. have the culture wars. So the, the real issue is economic. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do we get rid of the race baiting and the race hatred in order to bring together people around the common needs of our children and the generations yet to come? Absolutely.
0: And with that, we'll. We'll go to break listening a little bit more to the American hymn. We have that for all the intros and outros. Oh, great. So we'll we'll hear a little bit about the American. And then we're going to come back and we're going to, again, listen at the the top to the American hymn. But then we're going to explore another song. Um, And we're going to be talking about farmers and the work that you've done with them. So we'll be right back after um, some commercials.
4: Italy, Germany Africa we come Vietnam by sea and land into your arms we run refugee filled with dreams laying our burdens down upon your soul we have toil the town
0: Jumped in a little there earlier there. It was a lovely uh, singing, choral singing, sort of a cappella singing, not a cappella, but no words (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) What is that? uh, With American Hymn. And for those just joining, it, it was a continuation of the song American Hymn. Um, And then we were able to honor the indigenous um, Mm -hmm. parts of our country with the American hymn. You're listening to Connections Radio Show, uh, where we talk about ideas that matter. Our show today is about music making a difference. And we're exploring the topic with Larry Long, who is a singer-songwriter, spoken word poet, educator, activist, storyteller. He's well-traveled across the world, and he brings each place uh, a celebration of song. And we also have Rick Bernardo, my co-host. Hello. and uh, longtime huh? friends with Scott Harold.
1: Hello. and hi, S- huh? Scott, Scott Harold, CEO of Rock the Cause Records and Many Hats. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Music Industry Survivor is my new title. <laughs> yeah, That's uh, new cards coming,
0: yes. <laughs> and, and, the, and I do want to make sure that we Called get web, yeah. websites <laughs> out there, yeah. uh, just so that everyone knows, if you want to learn more, I, I, I have no control of the show, so no worries, <laughs> but if you want to know more about Larry Long mm. as well as a, uh, Rock the Cause, we have LarryLong.org, mm-hmm. and then uh, irockthecause.org is the Rock the Cause music um, website.
2: The website, yes.
0: Wonderful music. We're thinking about America in a new way or maybe in a more important way. Or maybe it's not new at all. I'm hoping it's not new. It's it's our collectivism. Sometimes there's a media reality of our America.
3: Perhaps a more authentic
0: way. There we go. Yeah. A more authentic way <laughs> of looking at, at our America. And one of the things that I think makes um, America who we are today is our farms and how we feed our people mm-hmm. and how we celebrate the earth and growing things. Um and you spent some time with farmers uh, early on when there was lots of challenges going on. Share with me your early experiences back in the 70s um, with the farmers and, and the uh, farmer movement.
3: I was active in the power line movement mm-hmm. to stop a high-voltage power line through central Minnesota. And, um, and that's when I met Senator Paul Wellstone when he was a professor at Macalester College. And we were both out there uh, singing for farmers trying to stop this high-voltage power line mm-hmm. that extended all the way from like Fargo to Delano. And then um, there was a farmer named Virgil Fuchs. I actually re- wrote a song called Pope County Blues, mm-hmm. which will be re-released soon, actually, with in partnership with Scott uh, on another collection. But anyway. There was a farmer named Virgil Fuchs who was active in the power line struggle, and was wanting to build a coalition with other farmers uh, dealing with other issues of of land. And so Virgil Fuchs took me out to Appleton, Minnesota, where I got connected with the with the American Agriculture Movement, and um, and that was in the in the late 1970s. Um, and that was when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, and uh, and President Carter at the time slapped a grain embargo on russia, and by doing so, the farm economy went belly up mm-hmm. and uh, because they lost their market um, you know to to the Soviet Union and the banks called in their loans and so there were massive farm foreclosures throughout the wheat belt and across into Minnesota. It also affected dairy producers in Wisconsin. And so anyway, Virgil Fuchs took me to the strike office in Appleton. Um, I sang some farm protest songs. And then I met um, a former governor of Minnesota named Elmer Benson. Mm-hmm. And Elmer Benson was the governor after the farmer-labor governor, Floyd B. Olson. And then Elmer Benson, when he heard me sing, he said, you remind me of Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger. And I said, how did you know them? And then I found out that he was the former governor. And what to note about Elmer Benson is that when the lumberjacks went on strike— in the Great Depression, he called out the National Guard, um, uh, but he didn't call out the National Guard on the strikers. He called out the National Guard on the company. <laughs> and the Lumberjacks won their strike. And it was during that period of time that Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger were coming through Minnesota singing on up into the Iron Range. And so from that, I ended up going on a tractorcade to Washington, D.C. Um, when the, that was 100 miles long when it arrived. Farmers from throughout the United States, you know, you know Nebraska, Texas, Arizona, California, even Canada, came in to converge uh, to try to put a stop to farm foreclosures.
0: Now, farm for- foreclosures have an interesting history. Y- you were sharing with me earlier about um, in the 20s, um, during the depression or going into the depression, right. how
3: farmers saved each other's farm. Correct. You know, there's been. Um, it was during the uh, farm holiday movement of the Great Depression, and one of their tactics was a penny sale, where neighbors would gather in large numbers at the auction of the farm, and bid very low prices on the farm, um, and its contents, while intimidating others. Who were coming in to buy the farms for cheap to exploit their loss, and uh, they successfully stopped farm foreclosures. Um, and sometimes th- those bankers that that came in, the women would entice uh, these people into the barns.
0: The bankers, the bank, the, farm, the bankers the into <laughs> the barn, and
3: what they do, they would tie them up and prevented them uh, for bidding from bidding, and so neighbors would, would do the bids, and that's what a, a penny sale, they'd buy the farm back for the neighbor for like a penny or two. When the auction was done, they would give the farm back to the farmer being foreclosed on.
1: Whoa.
0: With that, I what, what I'd love to do is have the full song be played, and that'll end our segment, and then we'll come back in the next segment, and share a little bit more about the penny sale as well as the next one, but I'd love to have the full- Can I add one comment? Yeah, yeah, is yes, that, please.
3: Is that, the, is that the penny sale was replicated in the early 1980s by people involved in the Land Stewardship Project and other farm, farm organizations that they replicated the penny sale to try to stop our foreclosure. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, I do have a follow-up question with that. Were women
3: enticing
0: bankers into the barn in the 80s as well? <laughs> I would hope so. (laughs) I like that thought. I like that thought. All right. And with that, we'll go
1: (laughs) to Grandma's penny
0: sale. Obviously, it wasn't Grandma that was taking him out to the bar, but someone was. Yes. All right, so we'll
1: we'll listen to the full song. It's a song.
4: Grandma was born and raised on a farm in Iowa. When I was young, she would pray for those who work the soil. Oldest one of seven kids, helped her ma raise each of them, shucking corn and slapping pigs, chickens in the yard. Fetching water from the well In two five-gallon pails Carving out a well-worn trail To the kitchen door Give a prayer tonight for the farmer Give a word of thanks for their labor Of drought sleet and hail Grandma would often tell me About the penny sale That saved the family farm Friends and neighbors Gathered round Buyers who came from town And peacefully they stripped them down Naked in the barn Upon a bale of hay they sat Nothing on but their hats I can still hear my grandma laugh Speaking of those times Give a prayer tonight For the farmer Give a word of thanks For their labor Standing by the auction man Taking bids on her land Grandma Looked down at her hands Drier than soil A penny here, a nickel there Celebration filled the air Grandma Raised her eyes in prayer Thankful for that day When the auctioneer was done the country folk they had won Without spilling any blood They saved the family farm Give a prayer Tonight for the farmer Give a word of thanks For their labor And yesterday I About a family farmer who was told That he might lose the title to his land But just like this story told Neighbors came to his home and stopped it From being sold with a penny sale Give a prayer tonight for the farm Her down thoughts of grandma circled round filled me with that peaceful sound of her voice again give a, a prayer, prayer tonight, tonight for the Father. Tonight for the Farmer. Oh, to hope be shy and never Promises unfulfilled. Still driving them out of their home. Freedom. like waves out on the ocean, crossing the deep blue sea.
0: we talk about ideas that matter. And today, the ideas that matter are about authentic America and music that makes a difference. The last, well, I should introduce everybody. I was so excited about asking a question. I was about to ask the question before. Oh, by the way, I should probably make sure everybody know who's here. Okay, I'm Lori Fitz, your host. Hi, (laughs) Lori. Yes, we have Larry Long. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Larry did co-produce the show with me today. So Larry's welcoming me here, which I I feel very touched. Uh, Larry Long is a singer, songwriter, spoken word, poet, educator, activist, storyteller, Rick Bernardo, my co-host, musician, ethicist, uh, a community organizer for health uh raising consciousness issues
1: different nonprofits yeah different
0: pro- nonprofits all and then we've got of course our our good friend Scotty Harold Hello. um who's been on several shows and and we continue to exci- be excited about the shows that we do together with Rock the Cause mm-hmm. he's a record producer uh, but right now he's working with Larry as well as some other projects in mm-hmm. remastering mm-hmm. um Larry Long's classics
2: yes absolutely and there's a we have really a lot of new releases that uh that will be putting out there worldwide uh, of Larry Long's music and really cataloging this um, enormous collection of music and stories that, that Larry has. So you can go to, if you know depending on what music service you use, um, you can go to Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, et cetera. Larry's Music is there. Also, you can visit Larry Long's website um, where he also has a music store there where you can actually buy physical product and, and digital download and stream as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's uh, Larry is one of those, those people that uh, he's, he's he, in the spirit of Woody Guthrie, in the spirit of Joan Baez, Pete Seeger, combining music with activism in the folk art form. And he just has a very uh, timeless and relevant message in those songs that I think that, that will help people to remember the authenticity of who we are as a nation.
0: I also want to make mention uh, we had our first show with Larry on June 24th. Mm -hmm. You want to go back and listen to that show. I highly recommend it. You can go to am950radio.com. Scroll down to you see the connections icon. You click on it and go to June 24th. It it also gives some wonderful um, music Mm -hmm. to listen to uh, and stories to be told and and thoughts about how music uh, can make a difference.
1: It's vital history uh, that you'll hear too, and I just want to underscore—I—I I haven't said a lot here—but the the importance of music and all art forms, but as um, truth telling, mm-hmm. troubadours rule. Role a lot of artists have a. a in classical definitions of theology, a prophetic role. They get underneath things in another language and they tell the truth in a way that speaks to hearts and souls and guts in a way that you can't with just normal talk. Absolutely.
0: I also want to mention that, Larry, you're going to be uh, doing some uh, wonderful work on August 16th. It's going to be live at the Danish American Center. And uh, tell us about Larry Long (laughs) And Will Kajer?
3: Kier Kier, Thank Will you. Kier. No J because he's yeah. Danish, right? <laughs> Will Kijer. <laughs> Got it. Actually, Will Kier is a um, he's a young uh, jazz musician, and he's it's his last performance before he goes back to New York City for his second year at Juilliard School of Music. And actually, Billy Peterson, who I want to acknowledge, uh, who plays on on the Run for Freedom recording. Uh, actually, Billy connected me with Will Kier last summer, and he said, uh, uh, you know, this would be a great opportunity to kind of do a fusion of folk jazz with with Billy. And uh, so we did a show last year, and then this year we're going to do it again, but just me and Will Kier, and I'm actually going to be reading uh, the first two chapters of my memoir, and um, Will Kier is doing musical scoring beneath it, And then also, he's going to be doing original compositions. And then we've been blessed this summer at our home to have two amazing guests. uh, Cameron Ladiva Wright uh, and Kashif, the healer, who's a spoken word poet, are going to be joining us as well. And uh, and Cameron is a very beloved young singer that comes out of the north side of Minneapolis. Cameron's mother is Tanya Hughes-Kendrick, who sings with my my American Rich Review Band, and so Cameron's going to be coming out um, singing in a very strong gospel tradition within the memoir, and then Kashif is going to be launching off with spoken word, so it's, it's going to be like a one-off unique uh, sort of gathering, and it's going to be August 16th, Danish American Center on the River Road in the Longfellow community of Minneapolis.
0: And people are encouraged to come?
3: Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can go to the Danish American um center website and uh and they can then acquire tickets. But to get tickets they need to say I am a guest of Larry Long.
0: <laughs> so
1: you're I am a guest. So all, all he, even, thousands of people listening today
0: are now even, guests of Larry Long. But they got to pay. <laughs>
1: okay, Yeah, yeah, but you're still a guest.
0: You're still a
3: guest. It's like a $30 ticket. Oh. Very limited well worth seating. It. Very well limited. worth it.
0: Again, that's on August 16th. I also want to make sure I make a note of your website so folks can go and learn more about all the wonderful things that you do. That's larrylong.org. Also want to make sure Irockthecause.org yes. um, gets a wonderful plug. And I also, the question I had at the very top of the segment um, was, I love at the end of your American hymn, it goes from, you know, I dream of sort of thing to now. I, I Tell me the last song about I believe...
3: Today I do believe.
0: Today I do believe, which is uh, and that was, so heartwarming. Uh,
3: that was uh well thank you for noticing that. I also want to acknowledge Rick's comment about about music too. It was spot on. Yeah. In terms of the tradition. Mm. Um, and also you will notice the uh the reference um to both the male and female nature of the creator mm-hmm. in the lyrics which was yeah with intentionality too. I remember when I recorded it, I had a few people say you shouldn't have done that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> but through the through the evolution of our consciousness of the divine and spirituality, it's it embraces both the male and female. Well, yeah. The female is good to acknowledge and
0: thank yeah. you, thank <laughs> you for that voice.
1: Larry Long, Scott Harold, Laurie, hi, Rick. <laughs> uh,
0: And thank you so much for being with us today and making the connection and taking in Larry's music. And we will be uh, having Larry come back in August and yet exploring another song um, about the Mississippi. So join us back in August.